Welcome to North Place Online. We are so glad that you are joining us today for this broadcast. Over the last several weeks, we have been talking about a series of messages called Build to Last. We've been considering the processes and the principles that we learn in God's word that builds our lives, not just to survive through storms and circumstances and seasons like we've been going through over the last 15 months, but principles from God's word that will cause us to move from surviving to thriving. We've been looking at the life of Moses and his leadership of the children of Israel coming out of Egyptian slavery and into the promised land that God had for them. You know, sometimes moving into the plan and the destiny that God has for our life isn't easy. We certainly understand from looking at the life of Moses that there were challenges and difficulties, not just the physical challenges and difficulties they faced, but also the challenges of leading people sometimes who didn't want to be led, who didn't want to hear what you had to say. Well, today we're going to continue on in that series. For us here at North Place, this has been, this has been an incredible time. If you follow our story, you know that over the last several months, God has done some incredible miracles and he's provided, he's provided for us in a miraculous way. Over the last couple of months, through our ministry partner, he's given us a permanent home, a, a permanent facility that, that we could use as a church. And as we've been in this process of moving over to this facility and thinking about all of the remodeling and all of the things that we want to do, We've thought about the fact that we want to make choices and decisions in this building process that won't just serve us today, but that will serve us into the future. We want to build something that is going to leave a legacy. We want to build something that's going to last. Well, as we've been thinking about that in the natural, uh, we've also been thinking about that in terms of our lives as individuals. Corporately, we want to build this facility to last. We want to build it to serve our lives and our, our children that will come after us and serve the community. Well, in the same way that we want to build this building to last, we want to build our lives to last as well. The principles that we've been learning from Moses, I believe, apply to every single one of us. In the first week of this series, we learn that God designed us as his people to thrive in community. One of the first temptations that you see in the life of Moses was this temptation to try to put everything on his own shoulders, to handle everything by himself. And yet he had to learn that he, he wasn't designed to carry it all on his own, that God designed him to share the load with other people. The second principle that we learned uh, from the life of Moses, we learned from looking at Exodus chapter 13 and Exodus chapter 14, and that is this, we find strength in this journey that God has us on, we find strength through trusting God. The trust principle is a powerful principle. If you weren't here with us last Sunday, I, I would encourage you to go online and download the podcast because as God's people, if we learn to trust him, then we'll have the strength that we need to make it on this journey. Well, today we're going to move on to a third principle, and that's the principle of rhythm. Um, I, I have the pleasure of being in a family that is surrounded 
uh, by musical people. My wife is our, our worship pastor, and, and all my kids are musical. And I'm the only one really in our family who doesn't have musical ability. I am challenged in that way. I can't play any instruments, and you certainly don't want to hear me sing. But I can tell you when something is off. In fact, some of you who are watching this, you, you're probably like me. You, you probably don't have any musical ability, but when you're listening to music, if something is off, you know it. When the rhythm is off, you know it. You know something just isn't right. Well, the same thing is true in our lives. When the rhythm is off, something isn't right. As we started this process of, of putting together the plans for this facility we began to talk to designers and we began to talk about how we wanted to create a certain kind of atmosphere in the building. We wanted to create a space where people would feel comfortable gathering. And as, as we thought about that, as we began to plan that out, what we realized is that the building itself aesthetically needed to have a rhythm. As we started talking about moving walls and installing things, what we realized is that we had to talk to architects and engineers because even the, even the physical parts of the building have a certain rhythm. They have to fit together in a certain way. Well, the same thing is true in your life and in my life, friend. There is a rhythm to life. And God designed us as his people to have a certain rhythm. You see, peace in our lives is found through rhythm. Just like when, even though I don't have any musical ability, when I listen to a song and the rhythm is off, it causes angst inside of me. Just like when you look at a building that hasn't been planned well and one, one part of the building looks like this and another part of the building looks like that and you, you walk in and it just makes you uncomfortable, well, the same is true in your life and my life. When we're not living in rhythm, we don't have peace. Today, we're going to talk about the principle of rhythm. God taught Moses and he instructed Moses to teach the people that we are to be people who have rhythm. I want to read to you from Exodus chapter 31. You may have read this passage of scripture before. It's God giving the law to Moses, and then Moses is going to go and give that law to the people. I want to read to you uh, from verse 12 of chapter 31. It says this, Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, You must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come. So you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. Anyone who desecrates it is to be put to death. Those who do any work on that day must be cut off from their people. For six days work is to be done, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day is to be put to death. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath generations to come as a lasting covenant. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. For in the six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was, in ref and was refreshed. 
I want to encourage you this week during your daily 20 to go and read Colossians chapter 2. In particular, I want you to go down to verse 16 and read from verse 16 to the end of the chapter. For those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ, we understand that everything that we see in the Old Testament, even the law of Moses, was given to us as a foreshadowing of the work of Christ. Colossians teaches us that even the Sabbath was a foreshadowing of the work of Christ and that he himself completed that work. And so while you and I, as followers of Jesus Christ and as New Testament believers, are not under the law of Moses and we're not necessarily under the law of counting six days and then on the seventh day not being able to do anything, the principle of Sabbath was completed in the work of Christ, and we are called to that same rest that God called the Israelites to. We are called to that rest as followers of Jesus Christ. It's a principle of rhythm that God designed for his people. See, God designed us for a rhythm of work and rest. He told the Israelites, listen, you are to work for six days and then you are to rest. If you're going to have health in your life, you've got to keep that rhythm. You work and then you rest. Some of us watching this broadcast today, some of us that work part maybe is the part that we don't like. Maybe that's the part that we struggle with. You know, the truth is many people struggle in their life because of idleness. The Bible makes it very clear that God did design us for work. He didn't design us to be idle. Now in this message today, I, I really don't have time to unpack a theology of work. Maybe that's another message for another day. But I, I want you to understand God designed us for work. And, and perhaps some of us are experiencing the lack of peace in our life because of idleness. And if that's you, I would encourage you to just talk to the Lord about that. On the other hand, there are many of us who are watching this video today, and for us, it's the issue of rest. We, we have the work part down. It's the issue of rest. What I've found in my life that the issue of rest all, often has to do with that second principle that we talked about last week. It's because I struggle to trust God that I really don't live out the principle of rest. You know, as I was preparing for this message over the last several weeks i i knew it was coming we 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 already knew that we were going to talk about sabbath and and i've been honest with you guys as a church this is probably probably one of the biggest areas of struggle in my life really is is the area of sabbath the area of resting now again i'm not talking about legalism i'm not talking about the law of moses i'm talking about the principle of rhythm in my life, I have struggled to live that principle of rhythm. I've, I've struggled to find peace and rest in Christ. I, I have a tendency to strive and, and try to work and try to make things happen. And as I was preparing for this message, I have to be honest with you, there were, there were moments really where I, I became very emotional because I realized in the course of my life, the, the story that I've passed on to my children hasn't been a story of the completeness of the rest that I'm supposed to have in Christ. I, I have to admit that 
I became emotional several times. I cried a few times as I thought about the model and the pattern that I've displayed to my children of, of, a, of a man who feels like he has to make everything happen in his own power and his own strength. We've talked in this series about the principles of building to last or principles that are supposed to be transgenerational. Our faith, the story of our faith is meant to be transgenerational. We're meant to pass our story of God on to our children. Oftentimes, one of the, the biggest things that Desert and I do as pastors is we counsel with parents who are grieving over the spiritual state of their children. I can't tell you how many times I've had a parent tell me, I don't understand, I, I took my kids to church, I don't understand, I prayed, I read my Bible, I, I gave my tithes. Why are my children not following God? You know, friend, I'm, I'm the last person in the world that I would ever get judgmental towards somebody whose children are not following the Lord. The truth is, our children make their own decisions. They grow up, they become adults, and their stories are lived out, and they have to decide whether or not they're going to follow the Lord, they're going to trust Him or not. There's something fascinating about this principle that this principle of rhythm and rest that God taught His people. He said to His people, you're to practice Sabbath you're to demonstrate to your children that you trust me. And in the celebrating of Sabbath, you're, pass, you're passing on the story of faith. You're passing on the rhythm of rest. Friends, I wonder how many times our story of faith has been one of striving and working and toiling and trying to do it on our own instead of demonstrating to our children that we as God's people can be people who have a healthy rhythm. You see, having healthy rhythms in your life passes the story of your faith from one generation to the next. This last several days as I was preparing this message, I thought, about the many times that instead of passing on to my children the peace and the joy that comes from following Jesus, I've demonstrated to them the striving, the working of the curse of sin. You know, it's in Genesis chapter 3 that, that God says to man and he says to woman, because of sin, you're going to strive, you're going to toil, you're going to work. And yet in Christ, he gave to us peace. See, as followers of Jesus Christ, we should demonstrate a different kind of life, not one that is dominated by striving and worry and stress, but instead we should be people who are, we should be people who are exhibiting peace and rest because of the full work of Jesus Christ. Healthy rhythms in your life and my life are holy, and they demonstrate covenant. Notice the words that God said to Moses, he said, Moses, my people are to carry out Sabbath from now on because as they do, they are living out the covenant that I am making with you. 
You see, friend, for you and me and our lives, as we learn a healthy rhythm, the rhythm of work and the rhythm of rest, we are demonstrating the covenant that we have in Christ Jesus. Just as the Israelites had a covenant that came through Moses, we have a covenant that comes through Jesus Christ, and that covenant provides rest for you and I. It lifts off of our shoulders the stress and the burden, the striving, the pressure, the anxiety, the fear that we have to do it all on our own. I want to challenge you today, friend. Are you finding your rest in Christ? Do you feel like you have to do it all on your own? Or have you learned to demonstrate your trust by living out everyday confidence and assurance because you know that you are a child of God? As you think about the Sabbath principle and this principle of rhythm, what you understand is that for the Israelites to actually rest on the seventh day, there's some stuff that had to be happening in their life. Over the course of my life, I've learned that to keep healthy rhythms, I have to plan, I have to prioritize, and I have to prepare. See, for me, what often causes me to move out of that state of rest and move into a state of striving, a state of trying to do it all on my own, a state of panic, is when I haven't developed the discipline of Sabbath. I haven't developed the discipline of planning, of prioritizing and preparing when I allow things to spin out of control in my life because I haven't taken care of my time, I haven't taken care of my energy, I haven't taken care of the opportunities that God has provided for me, I haven't been organized, but instead I've just, I've just ran around like a chicken with my head cut off and I've just done whatever the next flashing thing in front of me was, I find myself on that that seventh day, that time that is supposed to be set aside unto the Lord, I find myself panicking. I find myself taking things into my own hands. I, I find myself not living in peace. You see, if you and I are going to live out the rhythm of work and rest, if we're going to live this Sabbath principle in our life, then we have to become disciplined people. If the Israelites were going to rest on the seventh day, it meant that they had to work all week long and prepare for what was going to happen on that seventh day. They were not allowed to collect any food. They were not even allowed to cook any food on the seventh day. It was the law that they have everything ready so that on the seventh day, all they had to do was worship the Lord, be in his presence, and rest. It took a lot of preparation. I wonder... How many times in my life am I robbed of peace because I haven't prepared? How many times am I robbed of peace because I haven't prioritized? How many times am I robbed of rest because I haven't planned ahead? You know, you can apply this in every part of your life. You could apply this to your finances. You could apply this to your relationships. You could apply this to your job. You could apply this to your parenting. You could apply this to your education. The, the, the principle of Sabbath is there to teach us how to enter into the rest of God. And just like the Israelites had to plan and prioritize and prepare, you and I must learn to plan, prioritize, and prepare. 
I think so many times we think something is a spiritual attack. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, oh, the enemy is attacking me and he's robbing of my, me of my peace. When in reality, it wasn't the enemy attacking me. It was Randy not planning. It was Randy not prioritizing. It was Randy not preparing for what was to come. See, friend, God wants us to live at peace. He wants us to live in this rhythm of work and rest. But if we're going to rest, then we have to work as people who are mindful, people who are preparing, who are prioritizing, and people who are planning. I said to you earlier that God's word teaches us that in Christ, God has provided for us rest. I also want to point you to the book of Hebrews chapter 4. I want to read Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11 to you because this is another place in which the New Testament is talking about rest and it's talking about Sabbath. It says this, let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. In Hebrews chapter 4, the writer of Hebrews is, is talking about the children of Israel. And he's talking about the fact that even though the children of Israel had the law, and they had the instructions of the word, that they rebelled against God, and they didn't enter into the rest that God had provided for them. The writer of the book of Hebrews said they didn't enter into rest because they were disobedient. Because they didn't live according to the law. They didn't honor God's word. They didn't receive all that God has for them. You see, in the same way that the Israelites had the law of God, we have the law of Christ and we have the truth of Christ's work for us on the cross. And the truth of Christ's work for us on the cross is that God did not call us to be people who are living in anxiety. He did not call us to be people who are living in fear. He didn't call us to be people who are living in stress and pressure. Instead, he called us to be people who are living in the rhythm of work and the rhythm of rest. We too must learn to honor God's word. We must learn to follow his principles. And in doing so, we can enjoy the benefits of rest. Hebrews chapter 4 says something interesting. It says, let us therefore strive to enter that rest. You remember earlier I talked about my striving in my life. God's word, interestingly enough, only tells us to strive for something in Hebrews chapter 4 when it tells us to strive to enter into that rest. God never said, Randy, strive to make sure that you get all your work done all week long and make everybody happy and make everything perfect in your life. God didn't say, Randy, strive to make sure you're pleasing me. No, he told me to strive to enter in to his rest. In other words, God's word says that, that you and I have to fight for our peace. We have to fight for rest. We have to plan. We have to prioritize. We have to prepare so that we might enjoy the benefits of rest. You and I are going to build our lives to last by striving for peace through healthy rhythms. We're going to build to last by striving for peace through healthy 
rhythms. I want you to understand something. As your pastor, one of my, one of my biggest concerns that I have for so many of you is, is that I see so many of you burdened by the pressures of life. I see so many of you struggling to get through the day, get through the week, get through the months. I myself am very open and honest with you that, that I spend a lot of time striving. And yet God says, fight for your peace. Let me ask you a question, friend. Are you fighting for peace? We fight for a lot of things. We fight for a paycheck. We fight to put food on the table. We fight to get our way. We, we fight for a lot of things. Are you fighting for your peace? Are you fighting to have a rhythm in your life that is demonstrating the benefits of following Christ to your children? Can they see that there's a healthy rhythm in your life that as Christians, as followers of Jesus, that it's not all work, all the time, all pressure, all anxiety, all fear, but instead as people who are living under the blessing of covenant with God through Jesus Christ, that yes, we work, we don't submit ourselves or, or empty ourselves into idleness. Yes, we work, but we also find rest. We find peace. Pastor, how do I do that? Well, we do it through practicing the principle of Sabbath. We plan, we prioritize, we prepare so that every week we can come to a place of setting down and saying, God, you're enough. You will provide. God, you are my God. And you're gonna take care of all of my needs. So fascinating that God used himself as an illustration to his children. He said, I worked for six days and building everything that was created. And on the seventh day, I rested and I was refreshed. I created you. I created you to be busy and to work, but to also be refreshed. And in Christ Jesus, I have provided everything you need to enter that rest. Are you entering that rest today, friend? I want to pray for you right now that you and I together will enter the rest that God is providing for us. Lord, I thank you so much for all that you're doing in this community. I'm thankful for what you're building. I'm thankful for the miracles that you're doing. And I'm thankful, God, that not, not only are you building a building, but that you're building us as your people. And in the same way that you taught Moses and the children of Israel principles upon which they could build their lives to tell the story from one generation to another. A legacy that was strong and healthy. A legacy of thriving. A legacy of being blessed. God, here at North Place Church, you're building a legacy. You're telling a story. And not just a story of people who are getting through the day, but a story of people who are thriving. I pray, God, that you would help us to enter the rest that you provide for us in Christ Jesus, that we would learn the principle of planning and preparing and prioritizing so that we could rest, so that we could enter into all that you provide for us, so that we wouldn't find ourselves so busy that we're not resting, that we're not trusting you. Lord, I pray for every person who's watching this video today. I pray for every person who's listening. May we find the rest that you provide for us in Christ Jesus. In your name, amen. God bless you, North Place. I can't wait until we're together in this building again. Have a great week in the Lord.